Relevant content for our members by our members. This is TMC Connect. Good afternoon, Rich. Good afternoon, Rob. <clears throat> <laughs> so, uh, while we're waiting for people to join the actual show to begin, uh, I was up yesterday in the Wisconsin Dells, and uh, I came very close to spending you know the afternoon at the Kalahari Water Park but I opted out of that, I think because it's closed. But one of the things that a couple of people have mentioned to me is we need to do a better job of answering questions that pop up in our, in our box. And sometimes if I'm outside, I can't see them so well. So, uh, and also addressing the chat items. So I think we should try to do that a little bit more going forward. Yeah, it's good advice. It, uh, yeah, it, uh, we try to get to it, but, uh, so, you know, sometimes we got a guest and the questions aren't relevant always, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's good to have feedback, honestly. I, in fact, anybody, uh, watches this thing is amazing. So, <clears throat> right. Right. Yeah. Sandra Thompson's on. Somebody's asking about some HUD program or, you know. Right, right. You gotta, you gotta balance it a little. But uh, in general, you're right. We have not done as as good of a job as usual in getting to all that. So I will say that uh, I received, I continue to receive uh, nice Andrew Young. Uh, well, Andrew, I am in, I am in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, the uh, and I and I was, I was telling Amy before the show, I was gonna. I was going to head over to Gino's East Pizzeria and, and do the show, show from the second floor of Gino's East because the walls are all black and people have written things, you know, in pen on all the walls, uh, usually in white ink, white, however that works. But it's raining. And so I, I did not head over there. So you're stuck with kind of a plain background, although the view's nice. Yeah, uh, you got a nice view out the window there. <clears throat> I could swing the camera around. Yeah. Uh, you know, anybody who's afraid of heights probably might not like that. Probably so, should have set up in front of that window, huh? What's that? Get a set up in front of that window. Where's your? Aren't your production yeah. people traveling with you? Then, <laughs> <laughs> then it would be the uh, witness protection uh, dark uh, profile. Uh, because it is relatively light outside compared to in here. So, yeah, I don't have the lighting guy uh, with me today. But Not anyway, sure. I, I was up in the Wisconsin Dell, the Wisconsin Mortgage Bankers, and uh, it was a good meeting, good little conference. We had a uh, an FBI agent, which uh, sometimes works and sometimes doesn't work so well. And I think that yesterday, to be frank, could have worked a little bit better. It was pretty dry. but she did tell, tell some tales about mortgage fraud that were interesting. We also had Kirk Willison from Arch hmm. delivering a uh, speech about the, the upcoming election. And uh, yeah, some, some good speakers that were there. And the attendance, the attendance was solid. So it's a nice bunch of people there. I heard. I heard a lot of the chatter was about the, uh, the Cavs, six and one star Warriors at three and four was a lot of the topic in the hallways of that event. So, so. Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Little deal. So. We'll, we'll go Warriors. <laughs> Happy uh, Friday, everyone. Rich Robinski with the Mortgage Collaborative here. So, 
So I'm sorry, Rich. Go ahead. We've already got a question I was going to address. You're so eager to, uh, yeah, right. You know, address our criticism that we're not uh, not responsive enough. So, you want to you want to address the the question right out of the gate here? Well, I just glanced at it. There's something about the loan amounts. I know that when Sandra Thompson, well, let's let's go let's go back a ways. People should know that the conventional conforming loan limits generally come out right around Thanksgiving, maybe a few days before, maybe a few days after, but at Thanksgiving. And last year, United Wholesale took the unmitigated, unparalleled, unprecedented step of announcing their own loan limits, given what they had seen in the marketplace and given the metrics that the FHA uses to set loan limits. So they took that and extrapolated and put in their own and, uh, and so forth which I guess worked out okay this year. And then, and then last year, other companies did as well because they wanted to be competitive. This year, the same thing happened. They came out and unfortunately for UWM and others, uh, they may have jumped the gun. And so several have, have backstepped, backstepped, retraced their steps. For example, PennyMac reduced what they initially had gone out with. I don't know if United Wholesale has done the same thing or not, but the it, I think it's important for people to know that we're not in some kind of free fall by any stretch of the imagination. After 20% in 2020 and 20% again in 2021, I don't think anybody's surprised that we see a little bit of retracement at, uh, at, at those kind of levels. So, uh, but yeah, the FHFA will come out in a couple of weeks with that information. And, and Sandra Thompson at the TMC event, she didn't, she didn't, uh, she she maintained her her uh, you know composure and uh, you know tact and said, well, you know, sometimes I kind of feel like just leaving loan limits, uh, you know, alone because I have the right to do that, and uh, basically leaving hanging out to dry anybody who you know, raise their loan limits. I don't think she'll do that. But yeah, I think they've been scaling that back to Matt's question. And I think that, uh, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't jump up as much as people thought, you know, a month or two ago. We'll see what happens. It uh, yeah should be getting it soon. But yeah, what Sandra's comments were funny about, you know, her, her, her thoughts on lenders that jumped the gun on that. And it was pretty funny and honest. So but uh, happy Friday, everyone. Rich Swabinski with the Mortgage Collaborative here. Once again, with the rundown with Robin Rich, where we take you into the weekend by running through the week that was in the mortgage industry. And, you know, as has been the case this year, Rob, we kind of got like, you know, the mortgage industry, like on the sidelines, like, you know, it reminds me of like the, the guy in the hockey penalty box. It's got like 20 seconds left, um, you know, in a big game tied, like, come on, let me like, you know, I'm ready. Um, but we're just kind of waiting and watching and, you know, it's all really the interest rate climate and Federal Reserve policy and all these huge indica- uh, economic indicators. I've um, got another big one this morning, the October jobs report. Uh, like a lot of these uh, big economic numbers, you can like find something, everybody can find something they like in it. The headline number you see, okay, the unemployment rate went up from 35 to 3.7%. On the surface, you would think, okay, this is what the Biden administration wants. This is what Jerome Powell wants. Stick the landing, slow down labor growth. A closer look inside the number, you see 261,000 new jobs in October versus expectations of 200,000. 
you see wage growth again, month to month, 0.4% um, and about 5% year over year. Um, outside of housing, which has been a huge drag on jobs and technology, which has been a huge drag on jobs, pretty much every other sector of employment up. Companies continuing to hire, obviously a big CPI number next week, the midterm elections next week. And it's funny because you got the Biden administration out this morning in um, you know in the heels of the election, trumpeting the report and the job growth, even though they want less jobs. Um, and that the Republicans are out there just slamming that's the worst report of the year and wage growth wasn't high enough. So um, you know it, it and so it goes with with 2022. My year in review column this year, I, I'm just gonna have to make it really just I'm gonna have to do some drinking when I write that thing. Why wait until that to do drinking? The uh, yeah, I, I'll tell you the <clears throat> when you look at anything like if if so, I used to call my parents. Like if I would call my parents and say, "Hey, I bought a new car," you know, it was it was always it was never the right car or the color. You know, oh, you got white? Why'd you get white? Or you got you got a manual? Why don't you want an automatic? Or is there enough trunk? I mean, there, there's so many different ways to look at so, something. So if you say, hey, Rob, I just got a job. And I said, and I said, wow, you know, were you looking? Well, no, it just came. So, so you know, you weren't registered as looking for a job. You know, what's the salary like? Oh, it's, you know, 50000 a year. Well, you could have done better. It should be 60000 Oh, well, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you can part, pick apart these numbers, slice and dice to your point, Rich, that you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, literally, you think, all right, what what impact does it really have on rates? And first of all, did the Federal Reserve, the, did the FOMC, they may have had this information already uh, when they when they jacked their rates up by three quarters of a percent earlier in the week. And frankly, the economy is doing okay. You know, I, I continue not to see signs of recession. We had the, the the GDP number out recently. You know, a nice bounce there. Uh, to, to, to I'm going to beat this beat this. To, I'm going to beat this to death. But you go to the airports. You know, airports are full. Flights are full. Parking lots are full. Downtown Chicago here, it's bustling. Go out to a bar or restaurant, it's full. And so, uh, yeah, there are lies, damn lies, and statistics. There, there. The statistics. You know, I was telling this. Uh, and now you really got me going because, because I am liquored up at this point. I've been hitting sauce <laughs> pretty heavy here. But uh, I was telling the group yesterday that you can, you know, you you do these things and you talk about housing and you talk about statistics and you talk about all of these, you know, all of these things that are going on out there. The fact of the matter is, the the, the economy just doesn't seem like it's in a recession. And if we do get into a recession, great, lower rates, you know? But for now, I think the economy is churning along pretty darn well. And even though we tend to look at things in our own industry saying, oh man, look at these layoffs, and look, you know, people are, people are underemployed, they're not doing much, companies aren't making money, individuals, you know, loan officers who are making you know, three quarters of a million over the last couple of years. Wow, they're only making, you know, 200,000 this year or whatever it is. And so it's easy to get 
swayed by that, but somebody, you know, has to be around to do the $2 trillion that the NBA thinks we're going to do next year. And it's not all going to be divided among, you know, five companies. It's going to be, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of business to be had and people still need, uh, you know, roofs over their head. And so it's, it's important for people in our industry to kind of maintain a stiff upper lip, but yeah, it is pretty grim out there, but other segments of the economy, they're doing okay. They, they don't appear to be so recessionary. Yeah. Housing prices probably not going up as much as people thought they were lending, you know, applications continue to be down, down, down six weeks in a row. We've seen applications being down, but once again, in other parts of the economy, they're doing okay. Now that said, now I'll put, I'll, you know, talk out of the other side of my mouth here. There are, there's news of layoffs, you know, Twitter layoffs, Apple, Microsoft, some of these companies, we are starting to see some layoffs and maybe that'll help the recessionary, or I should say the interest rate picture going forward. But we're in, we're in for a, um, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I think we're in for a couple rough quarters, more rough quarters. And it's not going to be anytime soon where suddenly volume doubles and lending comes right back again. So it's, it's going to be tough. And the companies that are out there are trying to cut costs enough to keep up with their decline in revenue. And that's not always easy. And that's the continued story and narrative that I'm hearing out there. And the Fed changed its tone this week too. Uh, you know, at their policy meeting, as expected, raised rates 75 basis points, and that's baked in. Talk about this ad nauseum for months now, um, but threw a little bit of a curveball. I mean, basically, Powell came out and said, "Hey, we're thinking about slowing the pace of interest rate hikes, but we feel like." the mountain that we have to climb essentially is taller than we thought. So kind of setting again, you know, setting expectations for the market that, Hey, you may see 50 basis points in December. You may see 25, but you're probably going to see more rate hikes than even we were projecting three or four months ago in totality and kind of buckle up for a long fight. The financial markets predictably, it bounced all around on the Fed uh, release and the jobs number, but all in all, it was a down week, the first down week for the stock market in five weeks. Um, and, you know, I, I think, you know, the general tone I think that's out there right now is it, most statistics point to, you know, a recession of some sort. And certainly a lot of smart people on record is, is predicting that. Sure. Right I, you know, and I'm going to I'm going to predict an expansion at some point in the future. You know, there, there's this old adage among economists: if you're gonna if you're gonna put a number on something in the future, don't put a date on it. If you're gonna put a date on it, don't put a number on it, because you're inevitably wrong or invariably wrong. And so, yeah, at some point, you may get into a recession or a contraction. At some point, we'll see another expansion. At some point, rates will go up again. Rates will go down again. Yeah, at some point, et cetera. What I'm what I'm continuing to see lenders do is not so much hope for lower rates because right now it doesn't appear that rates are going to go lower anytime soon. But what I'm seeing lenders continue to do is try to help the clients that they have and try to roll out products to help those borrowers. Because I'll tell you, as everybody on this call knows, if I'm sitting there with a two and three quarters, 30 year fixed rate loan, the last thing I want to do is either sell my house or refinance. I'm going to try to figure out if I need money, 
to buy that new, you know, purple sprinter, you know, and tootle around the country or, or buy a show dog and, uh, or, you know, whatever, go on a trip or pay off the kids, you know, student loans or whatever, or like maybe I could wait for the government to give those. But anyway, I digress. Uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to try to get cash out and not not touch that great first mortgage that I have. And anybody with mortgage now less than five percent is in pretty good shape. And so, uh, you know, uh, the, the the industry is is dealing with that. And so lenders are trying to figure out, okay, how can we help the clients that do come to us? Because housing has become more affordable. So. You know, let's take a look at down payment assistance programs. Let's take a look at the housing finance authority programs. Let's remind our borrowers that they don't need 20% down. They can get 10% down. They can even get less. Let's look at FHA. Let's look at VA. Let's look at some of these other programs that are out there. And that's where originators are really adding value to be able to have consultations with their clients and, and show them these alternatives and, like I say, add value. But yeah, there's certainly a fair amount of sticker shock that's going on out there among potential borrowers. But you know, people were out there buying houses when rates were 15 or 18 percent. And and I'll tell you, it's a very interesting rate environment, uh, Rich. If you look at if you're sitting on let's say ten thousand dollars of cash in your mattress right now, earning zero percent, or if you had ten thousand dollars of money. Uh, uh, $10,000 sitting in your bank account, you can go out now and get a three-month, buy a three-month treasury security or six-month or even a two-year, whatever, and earn, you know, four and a quarter, four and a half, 4.7%. The two-year right now is, is the yield is up by four, at 4.7%. A 10-year yield is down around 4.2%. So a three-month treasury you know, no risk whatsoever. If you can earn 4% on your $10,000, everybody out there who has cash in their bank account should take whatever, quote, spare cash they have and somehow get it into the treasury market because those yields are fantastic. If I'm, now you really got me going, right? If I can earn 2% on some uh, utility water stock or I can earn 4.7% on a U.S. Treasury, you know, what am I going to do? So, granted, those Treasury securities don't have appreciation potential like a, a, a water stock or PepsiCo might have. Uh, but those, those Treasury yields, you can't argue with in terms of if you've got cash earning zero, put it to work. There's some great yields out there, and that helps with this inflation picture because if you're earning zero and inflation is eight, or you're losing eight percent every year. If you can at least pick up, say, 4%, half that inflation rate, why not give it a shot? So, And that excellent example, it also speaks to some of the challenges just in the mortgage-backed security market right now. Because if you can buy a 10-year treasury or a two-year treasury yielding something with a four-handle with zero uh, credit risk and zero payoff risk, you know, you're going to buy a mortgage-backed secure, a 7% mortgage-backed secure, it's, it's just chock full of prepay risk um, and unknown credit risk. Um, you know, it seems good, but um, yeah, it, it kind of speaks to why you see a, right, a big, a big spread right now between mortgage bonds and treasuries more so than we've seen historically. And, you know, trying to boil it down to like what the people on this call, uh, you know, likely are most concerned about is, 
you know, the, the different scenarios with interest rates, right? We've talked about a couple of these before. There's the, um, you know, the Fed is in over their head and they're late to the party and we're going to get, you know, uh, you know, uh, a bad recession and continued bad inflation numbers and rates go up to 10% and we go into recession and then the Fed's got to do things ultimately at some point to, to bring it out, which means lowering of rates and possibly more business for our industry. But then it comes with all the negative things that come with the recession <laughs> or the Fed sticks to landing scenario where rates are probably in this five to 8% band bopping around. Um, you know, is one of those two scenarios more likely to you uh, than the other? Um, I know you love predictions so much, so I got to put you on the spot. <laughs> for if anybody on this call is paying for some service to predict interest rates for them, save your money. Uh, uh, how have those predictions been this year? Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah that's one vendor you should renegotiate. How are those predictions at the beginning of 2020? How have they pan out? How have they pan out earlier this year? Um, I, I, a note from Amy flashed up about LO productivity. Um, I, I forget your question, Rich. I'm, not that it's not important, but I had a question for you that I've been that I've been thinking about. You deal with the mortgage collaborative members, you know, soup to nuts, all you know, all these lenders that are out there. What are you seeing? Not not to toot your own horn too much, but feel free to toot TMC's horn a little bit. How is is TMC helping lenders right now in this kind of environment? And and I wish to tell the audience, I should tell the audience, that this was not a setup. Rich did not say, please ask me this so I can talk about TMC services. But but what are you seeing demand for from TMC's lender members right now in terms of helping them over the next quarter or two? Well, you know, ultimately, the reason this organization was started was not for climates like the last two years, but more for climates like this and preserving the viability of the small to medium sized mortgage lender, because that's what's in the best interest of the American consumer. And that, you know, Matt Ishbian, Dan Gilbert doing all the loans in the country. Um, and, we'll, you know, the mortgage industry is so nuanced. There's so many third party providers. It's so fragmented and segmented that if you really want to truly network and you know uh, intimately work with other companies like our network allows to you know exchange successes challenges best practices in every single aspect of the mortgage lending industry the cumulative impact of that for members of ours that have fully embraced that it's it's off the charts you know you hear the one-off examples like oh i came to a tmc conference and i didn't know you could do this or you couldn't do that and it saved us fifty-eight thousand dollars a year but and and now when you get into this type of climate, we have a lot of members that haven't been as engaged. They've just been busy the last two years. And, you know, I get it. We're to some a nice to have and not a have to have. But to a lot more members this year, we're a have to have between all the working groups and um, in-person sessions we do and uh, just connections between lenders on a daily basis. So <clears throat> before I forget uh is your Christmas tree already up in the background there? I not yet. I've got all the boxes though this weekend. I'm hoping to hoping to get after it. And uh so you may see the Christmas decorations may enter the fray behind me uh for uh, next week. So well, you're you're like Costco. I mean, we just finished Halloween. You've already got Christmas on Christmas going. To me, Thanksgiving, eh, it's uh, it, it's to eat and football. Like I'm going right to Christmas. You know, I love like the Christmas, especially when you live in Cleveland. It starts to get gray here. 
you know, the lights, the music, it, it just, uh, to me, it, uh, you know, it's uplifting. So uh, you, haven't I am, heard all those, you haven't heard all those carols like 80 times too many. No, no, I, you know, it's, you know, I don't listen to any Christmas music after Christmas, but you know, November one to uh, December uh, 25 in, in small doses, I can, I can take it. So Mar- Mariah Carey fan, are you? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. We, we, we're really digressing now. Um, where were we? We were talking about what lender, what, what lender are you doing out there? I'm continuing, like I said earlier, continuing to hear about cost cutting. And one of the big things that's overlooked, and I know we've mentioned this on the show before, is, is healthcare costs. And the, when companies say, hey, what about our healthcare costs? Why don't we, why don't we take our plan and see where we can, you know, tweak it a little bit, shop it around a little bit. I've heard oodles. That's a technical capital markets term for those of you who don't know oodles. Oodles of savings out there when some um, senior management takes a look at the healthcare they're providing and, uh, and acting on it. So that's that's kind of based what on some feedback from our members. We we brought on a consultancy company by the name of Karen Advisors. That's all they do is work with companies to reduce their healthcare costs. I've seen their presentation many times. It is amazing the amount of waste and the increases and all that money just going to big pharma and most companies just in including in our industry just sit there and take these increases every year there are ways to not just take it and and take that big huge expense every year uh increase so but i mean to your point our friend tom lamalfa does that excellent survey twice a year at uh secondary and mba annual some really it's for those that have not seen it and i think rob linked it in his newsletter yesterday uh, it's a survey of 33 heads of very prominent mortgage lending organizations in america um you know not all top 100 but a lot of top 100 the appropriate mix of like imb and depository some really interesting stuff in there 22 of the 33 expected more layoffs in 2023 it was one of the things that caught my eye another interesting thing 20 percent of all 20 percent of all workers fully rem- uh in the office full-time 25 percent fully remote 50 percent you know like some kind of mix and also the leaders survey didn't really expect that to change next year so it seems like that's where we've kind of settled in as an industry a quarter in the office a quarter fully remote 50 percent some kind of mix. Yeah, uh, two things. What was what was the name of that company again about the consulting, healthcare consulting? Cairn Advisors, C-A-I-R-N Advisors. They're at Austin, Texas. And get a hold of any of our members that have not talked to them yet or seen their presentation. My God, I would do so immediately. <clears throat> um, the 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 back to back to school, back to work uh, movement came uh, uh, came up yesterday in Wisconsin in the Dells. And the I was talking to a couple of people about that uh, from from big banks because a lot of people take their lead from say Goldman Sachs or U.S. Bank or City or Chase or Wells and what are they doing turning inward? And there's definitely a trend back toward at least senior managers coming in the majority of the time. Maybe it's three days out of five in the office, and there's definitely the feeling that from a corporate culture perspective and from a communication perspective that it helps being in the, being in the same office space. 
Um, I know that during the, you know, in the last couple of years, we were all hiring. I should say the industry was hiring, hiring, hiring. And if I needed, if I needed an underwriter and the best underwriter, she was up in Anchorage, Alaska. Let's get her on board because we need underwriters. Now companies are being much more selective in terms of okay, who can come into the office, who's in our, who's at least near a branch, and and so forth. So I'm, I'm definitely seeing a shift back toward the office, which you know, frankly, a lot of commercial uh, real estate owners are breathing a bit of a sigh of relief um, uh, about, but. Yeah, that's what that's definitely continues to be a topic out there about uh, on on you know work work from home versus work from the office. So yeah, absolutely. Some other interesting stuff in the report um, that uh, always very well done by Tom. Not surprising, he's a Clevelander, so um, not surprising he puts together such a quality survey. Um, some other stuff in the news, Rob loosely followed by the rundown just because we don't think like the whole like Fannie Freddie shareholders versus FHFA lawsuit you know if there were to be a surprise and they were to win that lawsuit it's worth mentioning because it would be it would it would turn our industry on its head Uh, most don't expect it to happen but it's sitting in the Supreme Court right now I don't know if you've been following that at all I have not been tell you the truth I don't don't think I don't think it's gonna I don't think much is gonna happen there it's kind of like all the news that's been over the last couple of weeks about credit reports and credit this and credit that, and two scores, three scores, bandage and so forth. Um, you know, there, there wasn't a lot, frankly, that came out of Nashville. The credit news was a little bit of news, but that's going to take years to uh, unfurl and, uh, and so on. So I think there was a lot of, a lot of, you know, hubbub and then it's kind of died down with regard to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and the lawsuit that's been going for, years 10 years maybe i don't know at least five and there really isn't much that's going on there um you know if you, if you got a little extra cash sure buy you know a thousand shares of any May and a thousand shares of Freddie mac and that'll set you back about two thousand dollars or four thousand dollars or something just in case but i don't yeah i don't think anybody expects much out of that out of that lawsuit also in the news, a National Association of Realtors uh, released their annual home buyer profile report. Um, and uh, not surprisingly, over the last year, first time home buyers only made up 26% of uh, home sales, which is the lowest share ever for first time home buyers. Not surprisingly, given the climate, uh, a typical first time buyer was 36 years old this year from 33. Um, uh, 10% of homes were bought by unmarried couples, by far the highest of that number. Um, some trends that uh, were emerging there, but 88% of buyers, white Caucasian. So, I mean, again, I think this really, you know, we kind of had already uh, a minority homeownership gap problem in America. And, and, you know, all the things that have happened this last year have exacerbated it a little bit. But uh, anything in the, in the NAI report that... Uh, no, I, I, I read the report actually, or a big chunk of it. I think it, I, I think it's very interesting. But you're right; it's it 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 continues to be a, uh, you know, I mean, they never speak for themselves. Not there's not there's huge gaps. It continues to be huge gaps with underserved markets, minority uh, ownership, and so forth. And really, the you know, to try to overcome that, I know a lot of lenders are doing what they can. Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, doing what they can. 
Um, it's just, it's tough right now. It's a tough environment. And so, yeah, obviously I hope those numbers improve, but I think it behooves every lender to understand what's going on in their market and, uh, you know, try to shoot for certain goals, but it's, it's tough sometimes, but it's good to know what's going on out there. I think the, the National Association of Realty Report did a good job of summing that up. Some stuff in the chat, uh, shameless plug, our 12 days of TMC event is coming up. We have so much fun with that. It's You talk about sharpening your saw, uh, put on about 30 or 40 sessions over the course of three weeks that uh, are open to all the employees of all our member companies that register. Uh, question, let's see, 2 one well, what by if, what if somebody, you know, what if, uh, uh, what, what if my, uh, you know, neighbor wanted to tune in? and they're not a member of TMC, what happens then? Well, if they're your neighbor, they might, you know, they might get a a special exception. But, uh, you know, if they're just like Joe Blow's neighbor, I mean, it's for our members. Um, You know, have lender member companies that are close to joining TMC that say, hey, you let me preview it. And we'll let them do that because they always join after it. So if there's any prospective TMC lender members out there that want a freebie to 12 days, uh, uh, just get a hold of me. So yeah. <clears throat> good to know. Um, and uh, what else? What else did we have in the news? Uh, not much else, really. Well, one positive note in the jobs report today that I wanted to mention because we try to stay positive here. There's not been a lot of positive news this year. The jobs report this month, but also in previous months, one very positive thing from this pandemic employment for people with disabilities is up like a hundred it's up huge because of the work from home uh, because of companies having more inclusive hiring policies and i don't know i just thought that was something that i caught like in the 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 back details of reading through the jobs report uh this morning and i thought that was a positive uh uh, development that i wanted to mention so so uh, congratulations on mentioning your your grasp of government reports and the news that comes out is, is tr- truly never ceases to amaze me. Uh, I, I just, I sailed right over that uh, American <laughs> with disabilities employment data. Um, so that's, that's what I love about the rundown. It forces me to, to, to stay up on all the news. So, um, yeah. but uh, I know we don't, uh, we're going to keep it a little shorter this week. Uh, just about out of time, Rob, anything else? Uh, uh, you have for the audience or any notable weekend uh, plans? I'm going to uh, swing the camera around. I'll, I'll, I'm going to, uh, you know, do what I can to, uh, to, to, you know, drink a lot and eat a lot here in Chicago. It's a pretty cool place. Um, yeah, no, no big plans per se. Next week I go to the Atlanta Mortgage Bankers speak at a luncheon there. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, what about you? Are you watching the World Series or is baseball dead? You know, no, I this World Series has really sucked me back in because it's been compelling. So, a lot of compelling, all the games have been excellent. So, I'll be watching that. I'll be hopefully starting to get the Christmas decorations up and to prepare my backyard and front yard for the hell that ensues in Cleveland. So, you do you have do you set up like gnomes, like Christmas gnomes in the front yard, uh, like uh, a big Santa Claus on the roof? Even worse, those annoying like Walmart blowups. So it, uh, yeah, like they like they have outside used car dealerships. Like, yeah, the, exactly, years. exactly like that. Yeah, so you get your your blow up your blow up decorations at Walmart, and not your mortgages though. 
what's your what's your address there in Twinsburg? <laughs> it's unlisted. Yeah, it's on the, it's on the tour. Like Twinsburg has a tour of, of you know. I, we we keep a low profile because my dog has bit like several delivery people. So yeah, I remember that. I remember that low profile with all the huge inflatables outside. So yeah. all right. Excellent. Well, to our attendees, thanks as always for ending your week with us. We're here every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern with The Rundown with Robin Rich and uh, also available on YouTube on demand after the live version and on podcast where the majority of you listen. So you podcast people, you know, the live and we got up to like about 300 today. Get more of you podcast people on live Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern. Go to mortgagecollaborative.com. You can register. So. You know, I'll close. I'll close off with a joke here, Rich. The sweeping Wisconsin, and that is, what do you call somebody from Wisconsin who talks too much? A Milwaukee talkie. <laughs> so I think I think we should incorporate more cutting edge humor like that into our show. The only uh, team in the NBA with a better record than the Cavs, Milwaukee. So uh, just uh, good segue to all right closing point. So all right, everybody, have a great weekend. Take care, Rob. <clears throat> For more information about how you can get involved with TMC Connect and witness the power of the network firsthand, please visit us at mortgagecollaborative.com.